Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. It means it's time for another live stream. Today is Monday, December 18th, 2023. We've got a different set location for today, and I got to tell you, it's a nice change of pace, but I kind of hate it. Uh, the main reason for the change is that uh, we have something going on in the basement. It kind of feels like a sump pump issue. It's not a sump pump issue. Um, but the plumber's coming today, sometime between one o'clock and four o'clock. And that is uh, live stream time. And I told my wife that I wouldn't care if the, she and the plumber were down there, like figuring out what's going on. But the plumber might feel weird about having to do work while like there's a conversation happening. And so I should probably move. So I've moved. This is where I normally fill my morning routine. So it's not completely um crazy it's not very different from what you've seen before but you're probably seeing a little bit more of it now uh so that's why we're here the other main thing i don't like about it is because i'm sitting in like a comfy chair which is nice to be in a comfy chair um but my laptop is on my lap so i'm like looking down to see what you guys are saying um and then the camera's up here though so i feel like i'm not making eye contact with you guys and that's harder uh, in this situation and i like that less so it's not going to be every day, but I will say the lighting is really nice. Just got some natural light coming in through the window. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Uh, Juliana VB says, I love the yo on the counter, by the way. So like if you guys are just listening on the audio only version, number one, welcome to you guys. It's really cold out right now. Cold front is coming through. I was super chilly on my run. Hopefully it's warmer for you. Um, but for those of you who are listening, it says yo right behind me. And uh, I did not buy Yo letters. What that actually is, is um, it's actually my wife bought uh, light up words. We had ones for Halloween that said boo. It was one piece, one big piece with three letters. Um, for Christmas, she bought uh, something online that said joy, J-O-Y. But it ended up being three separate letters. And I just made it say yo. So yeah, that's that's just kind of fun. That's something we decided to do. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, before we go any further, let's hide everyone listening on the laters but not live. I checked in with some of you guys in the comments or you guys checked in with me. Most of you guys, as I suspected, are watching this later in the evening. But there are some of you who are watching it uh, in the morning. So for you guys especially, good morning. Hope, hope you're having a good day. All right. Mm, got, got a lot of comments on the uh, on the kitchen in here. That's pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> which one is that? Uh, here we go. Lawrence Haas says, the combination of the dark cabinets and the white countertop is great. Yeah, I'm a fan. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. I should have used my mute button. I have a mute button. I just never forget to use it whenever I cough into the microphone. Uh, but yeah, that's how the house came. But it is a combo. Uh, that I like. The floors are kind of the same color as well in here. And um, yeah, Daniel Burton says, I like the cabinets. Cool color. Thanks. Uh, and let's see who else we got here. We got Duff Frazak, 7103, says, greetings from Italy. Buongiorno. So I didn't run for one year and I want to start again. I'm not sure whether I should get the Cumulus, Nova Blast, or GT2000. What do you recommend? Yeah, I think that it, it depends on what you're looking for in a running shoe. The Cumulus and the GT2000 are much more stable shoes. They're a little bit stiffer. They're not going to be as squishy. Um, some people really prefer that. Uh, I don't 
like that sensation as much. I like it to be a little bit more bouncy, more squish and movement in the foam. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, uh, for me, that's like a lighter and springier experience. If that's something that you want, then I'd say go with the Nova Blast. The Cumulus uh, is, I think the Cumulus, uh, at least these days, I feel like it's very similar to what the Brooks Ghost is trying to do. And so if you like the Brooks Ghost and what that's offering, the, the Cumulus is typically a good alternative. The GT2000 is a stability version of the Cumulus. Sometimes it's more similar than other years, but that's kind of a good way to think about it. Although personally, I feel like the Cumulus is kind of like a light stability model shoe. So that's kind of how I think of it. Like GT2000 might be the most stable, but also the most firm. Then it'd be Cumulus, then it'd be Nova Blast. So depending on what experience you're looking for, I think that unless there's a reason, maybe you've got weak ankles or something like that, uh, unless there's a reason why you can't run in it, I feel like the Nova Blast is the most fun. Um, Eliza says, uh, the 8x800s workout you did sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, and I have a lot of excuses for why that workout ended up being so bad. Uh, but just to preview something that should be uh, hopefully a fun surprise for everyone. That's a, I'm going to tell you about it now. So I guess I'm, should I, it's not, it's not that big a surprise, but, um, something that I'm going to be doing for a wet. So that most weeks lately, I've been doing like a Monday, Thursday release. If I can, uh, this week I'm going to do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Wednesday's video is going to be a conversation that I had with Sage Canada. So like I mentioned in the reel for, I think that was this morning. Uh, no, was it this morning? Yeah. For this morning. It was an eight by 800s, kind of like a Yasso 800 workout, just eight of them rather than 10. Um, and it was Sage's idea that I do it. It's something that I've been thinking about. I wasn't sure if I should go. I knew I needed to do something at like 5K pace. And then I didn't know if I should go shorter distance, like 200s maybe, and go even faster or do 800s because I've been doing the 16 by 400 meter workout. Um, and, uh, Sage was like eight by 800 is good for the half, half, half marathon prep. And we had a much longer conversation about a bunch of stuff too. So that'll be out, coming out Wednesday, but it was kind of his suggestion, um, uh, as we're about four weeks away or less, uh, from Houston. So putting the finishing touches, um, on the training block, but it was tough. Um, we traveled to, uh, Iowa over the weekend. Uh, because we were doing, it was a big holiday cookie, cookie baking day at my mother-in-law's house. So everyone kind of went back for that. Um, and so we had driven the night before, got in not too late a reason. No, no, wait, when did we get in? I can't remember. And I did. Yeah. We had the night, the night before. Um, uh, and then Sunday morning I did the workout and, uh, I don't, I don't know if it was the travel or not sleeping in my own bed, but I woke up feeling not great. So I was worried that I was getting sick again, even though I've just gotten over a cold. And that usually doesn't happen to me like that right away. Um, but it was one of those weird things. I just don't think I slept great. The wind was crazy. And then um, I was also running in the Cloud Boom Echo 3. And I just think those three things together was not a great co combo. The Cloud Boom Echo 3, it listed itself as a four marathon lifespan shoe. And I don't know how many marathons worth of running I have in it, but I feel like it's starting to lose a little bit of its 
edge. And I just didn't enjoy running in it on Sunday. So, I don't know. I just had a bad day. Plus, I just feel like I haven't run that hard for that long in a while. So, it was just a lot of things. It was tough. It was tough. Ugh. All right. Uh, Leona says, I still remember Coast Kitchen in Chicago. Yeah. This is, um, yeah. Uh, I think our, my, my pantry might be bigger than the kitchen in Chicago now. It's pretty close. And the pantry is right back there behind that door. Um, all right. Mm. And Lalapi says, hey, everyone remember when Co had short hair? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, that, that was back at the old place, too. Uh, Koo Vang says, what's going on, Koo? I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. Koo Vang says, yo, what's going on? Had a fun weekend in Boston between the Nutcracker and the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. Oh, cool. He said, enjoyed the Daily Trainer video today. Yeah, that video dropped this morning. Um, and I wasn't sure who, what shoes to put into that video. And I put a question out on threads. Because I felt like mentally it's easier for me to kind of have a cutoff of like shoes that are before the running event and bef and after the running event. Because the, the running event happens like usually like first weekend in December. And at that point, everyone's ready to start talking about the future, right? You're shutting it down for the winter time. It's almost the holidays. Well, it was just a holiday. It was Thanksgiving. Uh, and then it's almost New Year's time. Mentally, everyone's shutting down at work. So shouldn't that be the end of the running year? Um, but there were two substantial or significant releases in December, the Supernova Rise and the Nova Blast 4, that came out. And so I was like, well, what do we do about those shoes? Um, and there was a variety of opinions, but, um, a lot of people were like, if it's a 2023 release, it's a 2023 shoe. So, uh, I put those in there. It would have been a very different list had I not, because they ended up taking the number one and number five spots, you know? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mark Peterson says, you know, Spotify wrapped comes out at the beginning of December. So it really only tells you what you listen to for 11 months. So maybe December releases should be pushed off to the next year. I mean, that makes sense to me, you know, but then it's like, well, I don't know. For some reason, the Supernova Rise felt like a 2024 release and the Nova Blast 4 felt like a 2023 release, even though I feel like they released on the same day or like within a couple of days of each other. So I don't know. And then like every year, it seems like every year the Takumi Sen releases late in December, but it always feels like a following year shoe. And then like last year, the Deviate Nitro 2 technically released in 2022. Like there was giveaways at the running event last year of the Deviate Nitro 2. But I'm counting it as a 2023 shoe. So I'm breaking my own rules already. So I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I have no. Frank LeHullier says, the, the worst calendar flub is the Strava year-end wrap thing. It, you know what? People do not have a strong opinion about, well, I guess some people have strong opinions on Spotify wrapped. Um, I was listening to the Coffee Club podcast, and they have, for, they, for some reason, have a strong opinion about it. Um, but it doesn't bother me. Like, I, I, why? I feel like 
Spotify Wrapped makes sense for me coming in early December because most people, if they do listen to holiday music, will start listening to it in early December. And that's going to skew what you're listening to because it doesn't really reflect your musical tastes if you've got a bunch of Christmas music suddenly in your playlist, right? So that makes sense to me, 11 months. But the Strava one, a lot of people have a strong opinion about it, especially because you do, a lot of people do a lot of running in those last few weeks of the year. You know what I mean? I have not looked at my spot, my Strava year-end thing, and I don't know if it like, does it calculate it again if you look at it later or like when the email gets sent to you that this is available? Is it already locked in? Because yesterday I crossed 3,000 miles on the year, which is the most I think I've ever run in a year. And if my Strava year-end wrap-up does not reflect 3,000 miles, I'm going to be mad. So, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> and Mark Peterson says, uh, you know what, though? Christmas songs would be included in my top five if they did it later. You're listening to that much Christmas music that it skews your entire year's worth of listening? <laughs> I mean, for me, in my family, it does, because we started listening to Christmas music like a little bit before Thanksgiving, and so all the road trips that we're doing, driving to grandma's house, we go like, oh man, it's snowing a lot here. Um, We go for Thanksgiving, that's one week. Then we go for the cookie baking, that's another week. And then we go for the holidays, that's three. So that's three trips to grandma's house in like a four or five week period. That's a lot of driving. You know, and in the car, it's just Christmas music the entire time. Mm-hmm. All right, where did I see something from? Jeremy Cahill says, you need to send a strongly worded lawyer-esque email to the brands advising them to release in November or January, and December is a no-fly zone. Here, here's Here's the thing that I think uh, runs counter to that though. For me and for the sake of my convenience, yes, that would be great. But I'm kind of really enjoying the fact that there are more kind of like big releases happening in the October, November, and December timeframe. Cause it used to be everything was released between like June and like September. Cause you wanted to get the summer months of running and a lot of people took off for the winter. But I do, I also feel like you know, especially if you think about like Black Friday shopping and holiday gift giving and stuff like that, I feel like there should be something that's more exciting to give to runners than a discounted like Nova Blast 3. Not that that's not exciting, but there should be something else. You know what I mean? So like for there to be a new exciting shoe to come out at holiday time that brands can sell for full price. You know, I feel like that's a kind of a win-win, you know? So that's why I feel like I was always surprised that like for years it seemed like the Takumi Sen was the only shoe that would come out in in December. And I was always like, why are they releasing a shoe in December? It's too cold to run. I mean, this was before I was running year round. So I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's good. And, and this is a conversation that I've had with I know I've had it with Thomas. I feel like I've had it with multiple other people that review shoes is that it used to be like, there was a very like 
not a tight window, but it was like like March, April through like September is when all the shoes came out. And then you kind of had some downtime and you had to figure out what to, videos to put out like over the winter. And now it just seems like that schedule is, I don't know if it's still lingering effects of supply chain disruptions or what, but it just does seem like there are major releases all throughout the year. Just think about like 2023, for example, in like January and February of 2023. I don't know if they came out then, but I was making videos about them then. Uh, there was like the Rocket X2, Clifton 9, and Endorphin Elite. Those were all like in the first two months of the year, wintertime. Periods where you typically aren't releasing big like franchise shoes. Um, and that's what happened this year. you know. And so that's nice because then it spreads out what otherwise would be kind of a quiet time. Uh, and it's kind of like movie releases too, right? You could try to be the summer, summer blockbuster, but then you're going up against all the other summer blockbusters. But if you time it in between like blockbuster movie season, like in between summer blockbusters and like holiday movies, you know, you might be able to get an extra little pop because you're relatively, you're releasing in a relatively quieter time. I don't know. I don't know if the brands are thinking it through that closely or if it's just, we had all these shoes, this is when we could sell them. So we're selling them. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lala V says like, uh, what about the worst five shoes of 2023 and call it the Grinch's top five? Yeah. You know, I don't, there, I think, I think the people that made those shoes knows, know what they did and they don't need to be called out. Um, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't like to give people a hard time for making bad shoes, you know? I don't know that I could say that there are five bad shoes this year. I mean, maybe there are, but I don't know that I tested them, you know? So. Mm. All right. Um. All right, Alf Dickinson says, have you got natural light hitting your face? If so, that's the nearest to daylight I've seen all day. This is natural light. I'm backlit with artificial light and then I'm frontlit with natural light. So sorry it's been so dreary for you, Alf. Um, Rainbow wants to know if Mike is making holiday cookies in the kitchen. No, all the holiday cookies have been baked. We don't really bake that many here at home. We do them all at grandma's house. So um, even though we're going back next week, uh, she did. My my mother in law did send us home with a bunch of cookies. She sent us home with like three kinds. One is chocolate chip cookies for the girls, and another is uh, the the cookies with the Hershey Kiss in the middle. She sent a bunch of those. Those are almost all gone already. And then a giant bag full of uh, oatmeal cranberry cookies. And that's pretty much just for me. So that was, that's nice. I ate a bunch of them before my run today, and I had a really good run. Uh, Frank on his mileage says my mileage this year will be in the 3,900 range. Slightly annoyed that I won't hit 4,000. Frank, there's still time. There's still time. You can do it. 4,000 is incredible. That's so much. Wow. Um, Luis says he's six miles away from doing 2,000 this year. Nice. You can definitely get that. There's so much time left still. And uh, all right, here we go. 
Kuveng says, getting the cherry blossom acceptance was a highlight this morning for sure. All right. I know that the lottery results went out today. I saw a couple of people posting. Some of, some people were disappointed. Some people were excited. Congratulations to everyone who's got in. And Frank says, you know, don't they sell a lot of shoes in January, though, with the New Year's resolution bump? Yeah. And, and that's the main reason why I'm like, there should be more exciting shoes that come out in December because then it gives people a chance to like get excited about it. Either runners that are already looking at shoes and want them under the tree. And then that will also help build momentum for more casual runners who maybe aren't keeping track of the latest releases, but are like, Oh, I've been seeing this around lately and it's time for me to buy a new pair of shoes. It's January 1st. I'm going to hit the gym. It's nasty out. So I'll do the treadmill, you know, I just feel like it makes a lot of sense. And so it, it, was, it, it never made sense to me that there weren't big releases this time of year, but there are now. Uh, Rye Village says, Ultra Fanboy here, and they released some... Are, are, they, are you saying they released some good ones or released some, oh, released some bad ones? I think this is related to the Grinch's top five. Rye Village is calling out the Olympus 2 and the Ultra Forward Experience. I didn't try either of those. Now, is it all? Is the Olympus Two a new one? Because I thought that there was a new one that people were excited about. Is that or is that the one that you're talking about? I don't know. Hmm. But I haven't tried the forward experience. I find it interesting that people aren't liking the forward experience though, because I just feel like it's an ultra that makes sense. I mean, if it doesn't feel like an Escalante, I feel like it's a miss. But I haven't tried that one either. And Fionor says, thoughts on the Supernova Rise getting mixed reviews? Yeah, I don't know. What are people saying that they don't like about it? I feel like it's nice. If anything, I wish it would have gone further, you know? Um, but I feel like this is a solid shoe that, they, that Adidas really needs to have in the lineup. Um, and I ended up really liking it. Like, I feel like for me personally if they made it more of just the supercritical foam and had almost none of that EVA layer on the bottom, that would make me super happy. But I think that they were worried that it would be too squishy. Which is ironic because like the other like running shoes in the, sp in the space for them is like the Ultra Boost. But I feel like they, I think that they were worried that it was going to be too unstable with the super critical foam only, maybe next year there'll be less of it. One can only hope, but I enjoy it. I feel like it's an easy shoe to run in. It's super comfortable. It's a little bit too padded, but it's winter time now, so I'm not gonna be too mad about it being a sweat sponge. And I like it. I'm okay if other people don't like it. It's, it doesn't affect me, you know? But, yeah. But I could see why people might not like it. Because it could, I guess some people, I haven't read other people's reviews, but I guess some people could see it as being like not far enough or maybe too far. I don't know. Mm. Paul Hoban says about shoe release schedules. He says, the problem is when new releases come out in February or March and your normal shoes are no longer available at the end of November. 
Oh yeah, that could be a problem too. But you know, Paul, then I think that like that could be an instance where maybe you try and pick up if you need something to hold you over for those three or four months, then you can get something that's like, all right, this is something a little bit different that I might normally not try. If it's on sale because it's kind of in the off season. So maybe I've never tried a supernova rise before. Well, the supernova rise is real. But like, for example, maybe I never tried a Clifton before and maybe they're on sale now. Is the Clifton on sale now? I don't know. But, you know, it could be, it could be a good time for experimenting. Mm. All right. Uh, Vanessa Martinez says those are thumbprint cookies, the ones with the Hershey cases in it. Is that what you call them? We had this discussion before. Mark, Mark Peterson has a name for the ones that have the jelly inside. What's that? Aren't those thumbprint cookies that have the jelly? I don't know. Rainrunner says running fuel is cookies. I completely agree. And I just feel like, uh, like there needs to be something in between like the, uh, what's that? Was it Larry's? It's the giant cookie. That's like $5. There's that. And then there's like the Martin solid, which is the most German thing that you could call chewable food. <laughs> right. Martin Solid versus Larry's Cookie. There needs to be something in the middle. I mean, Stroop Waffle, I guess, is probably the closest thing to being in the middle. But like, uh, or like a Nature Valley, like the the crunchy granola bars, the ones that like explode when you bite into it. Like, I like those. But like, I've told you guys before, my mother-in-law's like oatmeal cookies are some of the best pre-run food. It's got some salt. It's got sugar. It's got some fruit in there. You know, uh, and it's tasty. It's satisfying. goes great with my pre-run coffee. And I feel like it's got some staying power too. I'm just a bit. And then it's also great after the run. So I brought five cookies with me before my run today. Three of them I ate on the way to the run and two of them I ate on the way back. It's just a nice little snack before and after the run. I also had a gel in the middle of my run today too. So I'm sugared up, I guess. Mm. All right. Uh, and where did it go here? Oh, Frank says about trying to hit 4,000 miles. He says, I don't have time to hit 4,000 miles because I'm tapering. Oh, that's a bummer. It's a bummer. Well, I guess <laughs> I guess there's always next year. I don't know. It seems, it seems so daunting to be like, well, I'll do 4,000 miles next year. Wow. Um, yeah. Matt Byers on pace to hit 1350 miles and the previous best was 860 in 2014. Wow. That's incredible. Hmm. Good job. I feel like we need to give it a sound effect for that one. Yeah. It's like doubling up almost one and a half. Nice. Um, Herm Run says, "Do a video of top five worst Nike shoes of the years, but just do it for the just do it for the the views. People would hate. People would hate that. People would get very very upset about that if I did that. Even if I were and and if I made that, I would be right on it. But people would be mad. 
That's why I get upset at this stage in my relationship, I guess, with certain brands. Uh, it is tough for me when I don't like a Nike shoe. It's just easier for me when it's excellent. Because then I could just say it's excellent, but I don't want to review it, you know? But then if I have to critique it, everyone's like, oh, it's because he's biased and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, Eric Fenske says, I'm more excited about the 170,000 feet of elevation I got for the year than the mileage. As a flight lander from Ohio, that's quite an accomplishment. That's really good, Eric. Congratulations on that one. I have, I think mine is, and I have, think I've had more elevation gain than I've ever had in a year. I'm at like 120. I feel like that sounds like a lot. But then again, I don't really know what a lot is, but I know what I ran this year. And that was a lot. So for you to hit 170 uh, in flat parts of Ohio, that is a lot. Congratulations. Oh, and by the way, we got to go back and talk about Herm Runs for a quick second. Um, Alex just ran a ultra marathon over the weekend. He had like 33 miles. That's farther than I've ever run in one go. So congratulations, man. That's, that's super impressive. It was good to see AMS out there too. You know, it was a good team effort. I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, Eric says, any advice for running as a new parent? My wife and I are expecting our first child in January. I'm signed up for grandma's half marathon, but I'm not sure how much to get my hopes up for it. Um, yeah, I will say, well, congratulations. Uh, we have a daughter that was born around the same time. And uh, we were just talking about it, too, because that year we uh, did not travel back for Christmas because we were, you know, the doctor told us not to because it was just too close to a due date. Um, so it was kind of nice in a way. Cause then it was just my wife and I, we had a chance to kind of nest, hunker down, uh, that just the two of us, uh, in that special time right before the baby for our first baby came. Um, so congratulations. That's exciting. Um, the second thing is like, you, you just don't, <laughs> my advice would be you're on the right track if you're not sure how high to get your hopes up for it. Um, but I would say like, I use it as a time where you can just enjoy running for what it is. And, uh, you know, hopefully everything goes really smoothly with the, the delivery and that everything goes smoothly and you have a baby that sleeps somewhat well and isn't too colicky. Uh, and maybe you can get a bunch of training in, or maybe it's not that situation and maybe you can't get a bunch of training in, but I think that like, keep it on the calendar, try and go if you can and try to run what you can when you can you know you're gonna have some different priorities for a little while i always think of it me and my buddy always talk, think of it whenever our friends have babies once that baby's born you're not going to see them for a good 90 days you know what i mean they're just they got more important things you know and so like they're just going to be doing their hunker down thing and you'll see them on the other side kind of you know you go visit them and stuff and you help out you bring food over and whatever but pretty much not going to see him for a little while and for good reason. And so, uh, whatever that journey ends up looking like for you, just enjoy it and don't worry about the running. There's more important things, you know? Um, but it's an exciting time. Very exciting. I'm happy for you. 
Oh, and Rye Village says the Olympus 2 is the new one. People like it. It's pretty good. Okay. All right. I might I might have to try that one. I was super excited for the first Olympus. And then I heard so many bad reviews about it first that I was like, maybe I'll steer clear. But maybe I will try this number two. Mm. And Eric wants us to clarify that we're talking about the Via Olympus 2 and not the Olympus Trail. I thought that's what we were talking about. I keep forgetting that there's a difference between the road and trail versions. And Rye Village says, yeah, the Via Olympus 2. <laughs> all right um okay sorry i'm way behind you guys uh in in the chat uh calvin says i could not think about running or exercising when my daughter was born 24 7 keep the small human alive mentality yeah yeah for sure for sure but also don't forget to you go you know what i mean like take care of yourself too you know so if you need to get out there don't feel guilty about getting out there for a run too you know um all right Eliza says, box, box, box. Let's go for the box. Um, I'm pretty sure I can show you what's in the box today. Um, it came. If it's, As long as it's what I think it is, um, I will open it for you guys. If it ends up being a different shoe than what I think is in here, I might have to hold it back. But this, pro this, this package came straight from Herzegenhoff itself. So directly from Adidas HQ. At least that's what's on the return address, you know? So I feel like, I mean, this came hot off the presses. See, this is this is the thing about this new setup, too. It's just, I'm not really set up for doing an unboxing here. This paper, okay. This is just a packing set. But there is a note in here. Look at that. Whoa. All right. It says, hi, Mike. From track to the road, it's been a year to remember for our record-shattering history-making at a zero franchise. We've created a powerful film we wanted to share with you that brings all the stories and moments to life to celebrate the spirit of the never-ending finish line. And there's a QR code. It says, but we aren't stopping there. We are excited to introduce the Ada Zero Takumi Sen 10. Ooh, created for fast 5 to 10K road racing with two layers of Adidas best-in-class Light strike pro foam, ensuring cushioning for every quick stride, and er and refined energy rods 2.0, providing a seamless transition from heel to toe. We hope you enjoy taking on your next 5 to 10K in these. All right, signed the Adidas running family. Nice. Okay. So here it is. The box seems small, but it's the two. Out of zero. So it is what it is. Out of zero, Takumi Sen 10. U.S. Men's 9. And here we go. Ooh. Look at that. Now, there's paper in here. But it feels very light. Um, it it feels more streamlined than the last one. Last year seemed a little bit, you know, very mathy, you know, but this one still has that math type feel to it. But in hand, here's the thing. In hand, it feels lighter than last year. Maybe it's just better balanced. I don't know. But I do know, I've, I've had a chance to look at some of the specs ahead of time. And I do know that it's actually like 0.2 ounces heavier. And the main reason for that, they say, 
um, and I had a chance to, inter- I told you about this. I had a chance to interview uh, the global product line manager for Takumi Sen. And he said that the reason for that is uh, the, I think the main reason is the different energy rods that are in here. So last year it was like a shank of a carbon plate and then the metatarsal rods, right? This year they're putting in something that looks very much like the energy rods that are in the Adios Pro Evo 1. And so it's actually more, it's thicker and the, the energy rods are thicker throughout and you have a difference in weight. I think that's where it's coming from. It looks like there might be more rubber on here too. I think this rubber looks very different. Like right on here, it's just like a very different design. Um, it looks like it's less long up front because you know how like these the Adidas racers have been a little bit long for a while. So it seems more rounded in the forefoot and less overall long. But I'm excited for a fresh pair. I've been trying to get to 100 miles in the last one before the new one came but now that the new one's here i don't think the old one's going to get allowed to use but we'll see we'll see we'll put some miles in this one for sure i'm excited for it um my understanding is the yellow part is continental rubber the part that you really need a lot of grip and then the black part is actually not continental rubber i don't know if that's always been the case but that's what they told me so here it is Takumi Sen version 10. Now, I've also seen. Do you guys follow Running Shoes World on Instagram? You got to follow Running Shoes World on Instagram. Super nice guy. I've got, had the chance to meet him, I think, a couple times now. Um, but he lives in Herzl, or he lives in Nuremberg, I believe, um, which is the nearest city to Herzogenau. But um, he just put on Instagram a pair of blacked out Takumi Sen 10s. Now that is a beautiful shoe. It's all black with the all, the color accents are gray. It's just like it's just it's just perfect. It's absolutely perfect. All right, uh, questions. <laughs> Cyricus wants to know: Is it breathable? Yes, it's very breathable. Yeah, I mean, like the whole thing is very breathable. Um, there have been some adjustments that they made in terms of the inner internal structures they've talked about um so you could see here like on the inside see how there's like it looks like there's something behind it with some dots in it that is part of the internal structure of the shoe um and there is a little bit on this outer part right here on the toe um but aside from that everything else that you see is pretty much see-through strong but flexible and very very breathable um another question someone had a uh, question about the oh yeah lalapi says are the takumi takumi better than the streak flies i'd say absolutely the streak fly to me it does not feel like a racing shoe at all um what here's the one like use case where i think it might be useful i in my daughter's junior high school track meets i see a lot of kids that are racing half mile in the mile in spikes. I just feel like well, that's a long time to be in spikes. I've tried that before and granted they're very young and I'm very old and uh, running similar amounts of time in spikes 
is really hard on the body. And I feel like for those kids that are still developing and are not running a ton of miles, but are racing and racing often, I feel like the streak fly is a really great choice. But I feel like once you get a little bit more advanced, you're running regularly, putting more miles a week and racing harder and it's more rigorous on the body. I feel like the streak fly won't feel like a rigid enough shoe for, for racing. Um, and so like, I don't know, I just, it feels like a really lightweight track workout shoe in a lot of times, but I wouldn't want to race in it. There's just not enough there. Um, so I definitely prefer the Takumi over him. Uh, Eric says it might have to take the plunge on the Takumi Sentence. Oh, another thing that they told me about it is that, uh, they've tweaked the Light Strike Pro a little bit. Uh, it's still like the regular Light Strike Pro, and, but, uh, they wanted it in the Takumi Sen to be a little bit more responsive. And I'm interpreting that as meaning more firm. But I'm thinking once you're really hitting those faster paces, if you're at that 5K pace or maybe even a little faster if you're using it for a workout, I really feel like you're going to feel a little bit extra pop. That's like, that's what I'm anticipating. So it'll be interesting to see um, what that ends up being like. And Kevin, Bandy, Kevin Bandy wants to know, if it's slightly wider at the middle portion, then I'd like it better. I don't know. See, if I were in my normal spot downstairs, I'd, I could pull it out to me send 10 and 9 out to compare. But... It, se it seems like the shape of the shoe seems like looks a little bit different than the Takumi 9 and 10 do. So I don't know if it's, a, it's, it seems like, it just seems like the lacing system comes up further on the toe. There isn't as much room from the end of the laces at the front and the toe. Now, I don't know if it actually means that there's less length in the shoe or if it's just they change the lacing system and it apparently looks shorter or what I looking at it I don't know maybe it's a little bit wider in the in the middle of the foot but I'll have once I get to put some miles in it I'll be able to tell you but yeah it's exciting it's still just so lightweight oh here's the here's the most important thing I got out of the conversation when I had a chance to sit down with, with Adidas. I have an official statement on this thing in the back. I forget what they call it, but this thing, you know, sometimes people take pictures of it with this thing up. Sometimes people take pictures of it with this thing down. The official way that you're supposed to use this thing in the back of the Takumi Sen and all the Adidas Adios racing shoes is down. This is incorrect. This is not right. You should not do this. This is the way you do it. See that? Sorry, it's all like overblown. But that's how you do it. You keep it down. <laughs> um, and Chris, Kurt, Kurt says, I agree with Calvin Hong who says that the Takumi is the absolute best workout shoe. It, I just have so much fun with it. Um, yeah. It's, it's really a lot of fun. TT uh, Lee says, I'm late. What shoe is this? It is the Takumi Sen 10. I don't, know, I don't know when the release date is on this, and I'm hoping it's not still under embargo. But I've been seeing images of it from reviewers, so I think to the extent that I've talked about it now is, oh, I think I'll be in the clear. I don't know. Hmm.
Tom says, imagine this shoe coming out in like 2015. If if this shoe had come out in 2015, it would have been the best marathon racing shoe. And everyone would have been gone nuts over it. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Tameka says, what does the IG mention? Running shoes world. Uh, and Daniel Burton says, how much does it cost? I actually don't know. Last year, the Takumi Sen 9 retailed at 180 I don't know about the Takumi Sen 10. It's not already out yet, is it? I feel like it might even be out. Adidas will do that with the Takumi every once in a while. Just kind of just like secretly just put it on sale. Daniel Australia says, you have a daughter in junior high? Yes. Yes, I do. CV76 says, quote, I am very old. Yes, I am very old. <laughs> uh, Eric wants to know, is it stable? I think FOD runner felt his feet pronate a bit in the Takumi Sen 9. I do think that, uh, yeah, I do think that Andy pronates can pronate a little bit. I don't think it's ever excessive, but I mean, he would know what he's feeling more than I can tell from looking at it. Um, is it stable? I would say it's a very neutral shoe. Um, other than maybe the Adios, it's probably one of Adidas's most neutral shoes. Um, now there are the energy rods in it and who knows how these new, this new energy rod system will feel in the 10, but I feel like, yeah, if you're prone to pronating, if you tend to pronate, it might get exacerbated in a bad way. It could, it, it might, it might not. I feel also feel like people that might pronate a little bit at easy paces, their form sometimes changes at 5K pace, you know? But that's interesting. I didn't know that that's what Andy thought about it. Lala P says about the Takumi Sen 10, take my cash, Adidas. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a good one. But also, I'm going to say, like, well, let me let me run in it first. But I will say that I know right now, I don't know about right now, but people have been telling me that when I did my top five carbon-plated shoes video, that the Takumi Sen 9 was on sale. And so there was a time where the Takumi, Takumi Sen 8, when the Takumi Sen 9 was, like, out, there was a time where you get the Takumi Sen 8 for more than 50% off. And that was wild to me. And then later on, the Takumi Sen 8 went less on sale. And then it disappeared. And then I think the same thing's probably, I've seen the Takumi Sen 9 go on sale and then go back to full price. So I feel like, I don't know. And, I, and I've mentioned to them that like, the changes to the Takumi are always very small. And I was like, I asked them, I'm like, well, what's the feedback that you're getting from your, are they just, are they telling you to keep it the same or like, why doesn't this change very much? I mean, and I'm like, I think it's because there doesn't need to be that much that changes. And they're like, yeah, we don't really feel a giant desire that we have to change and revolutionize the Takumi Sen. It's always just incremental changes. How can we make it a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better every year without ruining the essence of the shoe. And so I feel like this is one of those shoes where I don't care that the changes aren't huge because it means two great things. One, the shoe's great as it is. Two, it means you can always buy last year's and still have a really great product and probably get it at a good discount. So I feel like it's, the only thing is it's not a marathon shoe, but not everyone's running marathons. And even marathoners, 
it's a fun shoe to pick up and put in the arsenal. You know? Fiona says about the mid, the midfoot, try them on maybe. I'm, I'm like balancing a laptop on my lap. I got this in front of me. I've got a camera. I'm like, this is touching the camera right now, right? Like, I'm, I'm encapsulated. I can't, I, like, I'm trying to put the shoe on. I think I would knock something over. So that's why I can't put them on right now. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Andrew Scott says, we need the actual German word for it. No, it wasn't a German word. The, the person that that I interviewed was not a German, uh, or maybe his English is just perfect. Uh, but yeah, it was like, a. I, I wrote it down because of the, the term was funny, but it was something along the lines of like blinker or something like that. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. It's on my notes. It's on my table downstairs, but yeah, that's the official word of it. Um, <laughs> Manny Max said the, about the, about the little tabby on the back. It's, it's, it's breaking news. And my village says it's an official statement. <laughs> uh, and Leon Wong says, why even have that piece? Uh, I think I wrote down why. They explained why they have it. And I was just like, yeah. I mean, it's partially just like a design flair, but there was something else that they... I'll have to check my notes. I have to check my notes. Uh, but Eric says, you know, it's like the shirt collars, that little flare piece on the back of the Takumi Sen or the Adios Pro. Leave them down. <laughs> All right, Kurt's reporting the Takumi Sen 9 in size 12 and 12 and a half and 13. I think maybe those are the only sides left. They're $80 on Adidas. That's $100 off. That's crazy. That is a, a that's like, what's that, like 60% off? Amazing. But you got to be 12, 12 and a half or 13. I wonder if you can find them in, I wonder if some of, maybe some of the other retailers have them too. I don't know. Um, Sega Dreamcast says, like, you know, if you see that little tabby on the back of the shoe flipped up, you know you're dealing with a bad ombre. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Eric Bensky says, it's like one of life's greatest debates. Toilet paper direction and the idiot's heel flap position. <laughs> um, all right. Calvin Hong says, well, here's an interesting question then. Takumi sent 8, 9, or 10, or Clabo Mecco 3. They seem similar in my mind, apart from the huge difference in price. Um, I think, I mean, I, I think in my review, I said that I'm not sure I could take the Clavel Mac 03 for a marathon distance as it is right now. Um, after yesterday's workout, I'm pretty sure of that maybe I could have straight out of the box, but I, I feel like I already feel a degradation in, uh, or compression, extra compression in the foam. I'll take the Takumi Sen. I'd feel better in my chances than the Takumi Sen. The Takumi Sen also fits me a lot better than the Clap of Mac 03 does. Even though I feel like for a lot of people probably would see them as equivalent. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Dickinson says, uh, you know what? Zidane never wore his Adidas soccer boots with the tongues correctly positioned, but he was the best player ever. I guess I'm saying, you know, probably if you're the best player ever, you can do what you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like if T. Sefo was just like, I'm flipping this collar, I'd be like, you smashed the world record. 
you can do what you want, you know. <laughs> Maybe that's how it goes. Kevin says, you know, I know the collab with Micro 3 has slightly more stack, but it seems like a lower stack marathon racer and Frank has been able to to take the Takumi-san the marathon distance. Yeah, I mean, I just like the Takumi-san a lot. And I would, I would, I think the Clabomaco 3 is, maybe if you're a more efficient or a powerful runner, probably more a powerful runner, I'm just not getting a lot back from the phone, I feel like. Maybe I'm just a little salty because I had a bad workout I've been yesterday. Maybe it's too close, but um, yeah, I think I'd, I'd take it. You know, what's interesting is the product line manager that I talked to said that he's taken it up to a half marathon. He didn't think he would take it for a marathon, probably because then he'd hop in a pair of Evo 1s or Adidas Pros. But um, yeah, and I was like, yeah, I think I could do a half marathon in it. I think I could probably take it for a marathon too. I think it would depend. If it were really hilly, I think that would be hard because then you're like hitting your heel a bunch and stuff like that. But if it were flat, maybe. Alex Placencia says, Co, Boston 12 or Takumi Sen 9 for workout type runs? Takumi Sen 9 easy. I, I don't like the Boston 9 for our workouts. I've done mile repeats in it and it was okay but it just felt like i was doing mile repeat in a daily trainer if i do daily training runs easy runs in the boston 12 i find the shoe to be rather agreeable it feels a little heavy but agreeable but i don't i know it's supposed to be a workout shoe it doesn't feel like a workout shoe not version 12 in my mind mm. All right. Video says, could a world-class elite runner rub, run sub 204 in the Takumi Sen? I bet they did it in the old then adios. I bet, because they did it in the old then adios. I, th I think so too. Um, and for example, like, you know, Helen O'Beary ran in the Cloud Boom Echoes. Like, I feel like if she were an Adidas athlete, she for sure could take the Takumi Sen, the marathon distance. You know, and run really well in it. If we're still, you know, just to compare those two shoes, because I feel like on paper, are the specs pretty similar? Maybe on paper, but the foams are very different, you know, and the responsiveness is very different. But, you know, uh, Brian Lacanillao says, Brian Lacanillao says, Mike, what are your thoughts on the 2024 Adidas Boston Marathon celebration jacket? Um, I got an email about it the other day, um, explaining why it was the colors that it is. The last time it was those colors was 2020, I believe. And I think it's to celebrate like Olymp it's like, it's, it ties back to the Olympics and that's why it's those colors. And so like, it's like red, white, and blue, but those are also the, which being an American, I'm like, oh, they made an American Clearly, it's for the election season, but it's it's also the French colors, um, and it is going to be an Olympic year in France this year. Um, so, I mean, I think that's maybe that's what it what it is. I I've talked about it before, though. There's there's a really good reason why they explain why it's red, white, and blue. 
um, or blue, white, and red, whatever color order you want to name it as. But I personally am of the opinion that it should just be a blue and yellow jacket every year. The only thing that should really change should be like tiny little flourishes that you can only really tell the difference if you really know what you're looking at. Like, oh yeah, this is the year that it was embroidered and there were gold accents. And this is the year they embroidered it with silver accents. You know, like I do think that it should be em embroidered rather than silkscreen or the other thing, but that does change the level of cost quite a bit. Or at least there should be like a, you know, the, you know, I have, I have thoughts on it. It should be special, but it should be this kind of like the same. My, the one that I have is like that light blue. What, what is that light blue? Was that last year? That's the one I have. So, uh, but that's okay. Cause that made, that was the year that I went. That was the year that I ran. And so that's my jacket. Yeah. And Eric says, you know, because only the blue and yellow works for flexing and intimidating others. And that's how you, it, do, it, it doesn't work as a symbol of intimidation if it's not a universally recognizable symbol. <laughs> and Joe Carter says, agreed, Carla. And Calvin says, tiny flourishes, like the year number. Like the year number, I just feel like there are other detail design elements that like you could really take with it. Like think of it like how in many ways, like if you look at something like Louis Vuitton, it's very restrictive in terms of like their design and brand rules. And yet they find ways within those really tight constrictions to have an immense amount of creativity. And I feel like that's something, I feel like an analogous kind of discipline should be applied to the celebration jacket. But, you know, that's just me. Mm. Kevin says, I'm sure Tracksmith could offer embroidery after the race. That would be something. I imagine how long the line for that would be. Sometimes the line for, like, the poster stamping takes forever. And I'm just like, you guys just ran a marathon and you're going to stand in line waiting for poster stamps? I get it. But it seems like Ooh, there's a lot of other things I want to do. And if it was like, we'll embroider your jacket, that's a lot. Plus, I don't know. I feel like you could also probably have that done. I've seen people that have it done. and I've seen people that had it done on their jackets when I was in Boston this year. And they took a jacket and then like embroidered the year of all the years that they've run. That was impressive because some people had like 20 different years on there. It was kind of bizarre, but impressive, you know. Uh, Michael Chang wants to know thoughts, and we'll do this one. This will probably be the last one for today. Uh, Michael Chang wants to know thoughts on Vomero 17. I think it's the best Pegasus that Nike has made in a really long time. It makes me mad that the Pegasus doesn't feel more like the Vomero, um, and I think it's a really fantastic shoe. Um you know, I think it could use updating. Like, it doesn't need to have such a full rubber coverage of an outsole. And I just don't think that's necessary. It adds a lot of weight. Um, it's, I feel like it's a security blanket. It looks like it's more durable than it is. But, like, you could cut a lot of weight, save a lot of weight, maintain an equivalent amount of traction. Uh, and the shoe, as far as, the first thing that's going to go is the the foams in terms of durability. Um, so like, you're going to have the same lifespan anyway. 
Um, but it's always been kind of like a pro- plush comfort cruiser. It's always kind of wanted to be the max cushion shoe. It never was a max cushion shoe. Um, and it kind of stays that way. But like the Vomero 15 slash 16, the United States didn't get the 15. Um, but we did get the 16. I feel like was probably maybe a little bit better. But I'm glad that they're going back to like Kushlan. Because uh, Kushlan was a lot of fun. I enjoyed Kushlan. It worked out really well. Um, so... Yeah, it makes me excited because I feel like that is a good example of Zumex. Whereas I feel like other examples of Zumex are very different than kind of what we originally found as Zumex. And so it's, it, it bodes well, I think, for future Nike daily trainers um, that the Vomero 17 is so good. So I, I do like it quite a bit. And Martha's saying... Uh, was it? Oh, the, the last jackets last year. What was it? What was the color on the jacket last year? Uh, she said it was, just, I, I thought it was like purple, but Martha says it was stone gray. And are we discussing color blindness again? I guess we are. We're coming. We're back. <laughs> we're back. Uh, okay. Um, uh, all right. I think that's going to be a good place to leave it for today. Uh, we're running a little bit, uh, long, uh, but thanks everyone for tuning in. You know what? The plumber didn't show up yet, which is fine. Cause we gave us a window. I'm not saying he's late, but. We could have done this downstairs, but hopefully uh, the change of scenery was nice for today. I would like, I do like this chair. I just like unboxing and <sighs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But that's where we were today. Thanks for um, hanging out with me in the kitchen. And tomorrow we'll be back downstairs, I think. You know, same time as today, uh, 1 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully I see you then. In the meantime, stay warm and safe out there, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>